Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Freestyle Life, a podcast about real people living real lives, managing their diabetes. I'm Elizabeth Estes, and I'm your host for today. In full disclosure, I'm not living with diabetes, but I am engaged in supporting the community through my family and my friends. The only way those of us not managing diabetes are going to learn how to best help is by asking those who are. On this podcast, we'll hear authentic stories, some designed to uplift and most all designed to teach. We'll speak with experts, advocates, and those attempting to change the diabetes ecosystem for the better. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Abbott because we're in this together and we're stronger together. Welcome to Freestyle Life. I'm excited to introduce our guest today, Kirsten DeClerc, who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when she was 16 years old about 10 years ago. Like many, she's had her ups and her downs, but recently has found her voice and become a voice for change in her native South Africa. Kirsten, thank you very much for being with us today on Freestyle Life, all the way from Cape Town. You guys are getting ready for summer there right now. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be part of the podcast. And yeah, we're heading into summer. It's beautiful weather on this side. I'm looking forward to beach season. I understand from our producers that you have three passions in life. Let me see if I get these right. Your dogs, your adventures, <laughs> and diabetes. But let's first talk about the dogs. What do you have? What are their names? Um, so I've got a Rhodesian Ridgeback, which is um, basically my adventure dog, which I take out on hikes on the weekends. And then I've got the typical little lap dog, who's basically a cat named Benjamin, who's just a little poodle that I have at home. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin the poodle cat. So on yeah. your adventures, your other passion and your adventures, talk about what those entail. So basically, as you know, uh, as if anyone has traveled to Cape Town, you know that there is just, I mean, endless possibilities in terms of adventures. I mean, just an hour outside of Cape Town, you're in a completely new scenery. And then obviously we've got famous Table Mountain, which has like countless possibilities of hiking adventures. Um, so generally a lot of hiking, a lot of beaching, a lot of um, road tripping and checking out new areas and new experiences. And your third passion, diabetes, and, and that one you might not have chosen or picked at some point, right? That passion kind of found you. Exactly. When were yeah. you first diagnosed? So I was first diagnosed 10 years ago at the age of 16. I'm now 26. And I would say, you know, in the beginning it was, you know, you kind of just take it on. At 16, my friends were there. My mom was like my biggest provider of care. Um, she kind of took on my diabetes for me. And then I think gradually as you start moving from, um, you know, teenagers, teenagehood to young adulthood, having a new world where you don't know anyone, you know, you don't have your mom to carb count for you and pick out your meals anymore. And um, I think from there, it started going a bit downhill. And I would say I started having that sort of love-hate relationship with diabetes. And it was only towards the end of last year that I decided I needed to make the change. And I started connecting with people all over the world online on social media. And that was a turning point for me. And diabetes very quickly became my passion when I learned how to look after myself properly and I was feeling better and better. And it was just awesome being supported by people all over the world, you know, through all the highs and lows that come with diabetes. I had this massive support system. And yeah, it's, it's very quickly become one of my main passions in life. You started that search online after you wrote yourself a letter on a beach, from what I understand. Talk about that moment on the beach when you wrote yourself a letter and, and decided to change your mindset. I think it was around October last year. There was a social media initiative going around saying hashtag letter to diabetes or something like along those lines. And basically it was a, a lady who started it. I'm not sure who it was. 
Um, but it was basically the idea that, like, you know, if you could talk to your diabetes after all the time you've had it, what would you say to it? And I remember it was kind of a low point with my diabetes journey. I wasn't doing very well. Um, I, I felt ill. I felt unhealthy. You know, my HbA1c was quite high and I really wanted to bring it down. And every time I tried to tackle it or like try to take it on, I think my mistake was that I tried to do everything all at once, you know, like try eat properly, try get the sugar levels right, try exercise, try and test so many times a day, try to do everything all at once. And every single time it was all too overwhelming and to the point where I would just stop. And I was at a very low point then um, with my diabetes journey and I decided, you know, let me just give it one more try. And I found this initiative on social media, started my Instagram page, Everyday Diabetes Day. And I sat down on a beach in Cape Town looking over Lion's Head and I wrote myself a letter and it was just, it was really lovely to kind of reflect on my 10 year, well, nine year journey at the time um, and kind of, you know, offload all the thoughts I had around my diabetes journey. And yeah, I actually posted it on my social media. So you guys are welcome to read that at some point. And I would highly recommend you do it yourself. It's, it's very interesting what comes out when you actually just sit and solve it. And it was Everyday Diabetes. That's the name of the page. And that's where all of a sudden you posted it and the floodgates opened with other people who were sharing their journey. Exactly. And I mean, social media has become a place of knowledge for me. I mean, you know, you can go to your endocrinologist every quarter and he can help you adjust your medication and all those sorts of things. But the end of the day is not there to hold your hand through every single daily little struggle that you go through. And I find that Instagram, especially, and connecting with everyone through social media has taught me so many things about diabetes and self-management, more than I could have ever learned from my doctor. It's unbelievable just the support and, and the community that that is around this. And from that, you founded Beat It, uh, B-E-T-E, It, a nonprofit organization for uh, the community, the diabetes community. Yeah, so it must have been not even a month or two in, I received an inbox on my Instagram and it was from uh, a colleague, well, a colleague of mine that also founded Beat It With Me and she was asking, you know, there's these support networks all over the world, there's JDRF, there's Taiwan International, it goes on and on and on, all these opportunities and we want to create a base here in South Africa because although... 90% 90% of the diabetes community worldwide is type 2. We realized there to be a need for type 1 community. And that's when we decided to come up with Beat And we formed that around November last year. So we should be coming up to our one year soon enough. I know that there's been a campaign that you've been working on for uh, CGM, Continuous Glucose Monitoring, and why that's necessary there. For those of us who aren't familiar with the system in South Africa, it would be interesting to understand why you needed to create that type of effort. So we started off with the CGM for All campaign. That was actually our first initiative that we ran through BDIS. And basically, we have been fighting with um, South African medical aid schemes in the private sector to start funding CGMs for especially type 1 diabetics or diabetics on insulin. Um, the reason being is because although, you know, in America they've got insulin for all, which is a way bigger issue in my mind. I mean, imagine not having access to insulin. I can't even imagine it. Whereas we have access to insulin here, but we do not have access to testing. So, for instance, you know, someone goes to a clinic, they get diagnosed with diabetes, they get given their medication and they go to the clinic to get the insulin every single month. 
But they're not giving a testing kit. They're not given the education on how to test your sugar levels. They're not given um, testing strips. They can't afford the testing strips, for instance. And even in the private sector, we do not have a medical aid scheme in South Africa that currently funds um, the CGM device. So if you walk around South Africa or Cape Town or anywhere here, you will very rarely notice a diabetic. It's it's pretty much an invisible condition here um, because you'll never see, I mean, once in a blue moon, you'll see someone wearing a CGM device because it's it's really, really a very small um, percentage that can afford a CGM device out of pocket in South Africa. Um, so yeah, we basically started a campaign asking all type 1 diabetics and their supporters how a CGM has or could impact their lifestyle. And we received close to 100 videos of family members of type 1 diabetics, um, type 1 diabetics themselves, different companies as well, all getting involved. And yeah, it was a really great campaign. And we've now connected with all the right people, which we hope will keep the conversation going and keep the negotiation processes going with the medical aid scheme. We're we really hold, holding fingers, thumbs and toes, everything, because it, it truly is such a life-changing device. You know, you talk about in the beginning about being an adventurer and being able to go out and, and do things and, and living the life and living your best life. Talk about how mm. it impacted you and why you feel so strongly about the CGM for all. So I think for me, um, I basically went on trial for the Freestyle Libre back in, I think it was around 2016. And it was coming to South Africa on a trial basis. And I was one of the first to try it. And I thought it was the most remarkable thing. But unfortunately, it wasn't accessible and it wasn't available or affordable on South African market until recently. And last year, towards the end of last year, I was once, as I said, in a very bad place with my diabetes management. You know, I was, I was basically only pricking my finger if I was feeling unwell. Um, the one thing that I've always struggled with is to prick my fingers. And I think if you speak to a lot of um, type 1 diabetics, it's, it's fine to be injecting four times a day, but when you're pricking your finger and you're not seeing the results you want to see, even though you're putting in all the hard work, it's very, very disheartening. And then on top of that, you're only seeing your results at specific points within the day. And I mean, when you're diagnosed here, you're told to test or prick your finger four times a day. So you're only seeing a sugar level of four points within a day. And Last year, November, I actually got invited to an Abbott seminar where we were um, allowed to trial the Freestyle Libre once again for a two-week period. And I think that ultimately was the turning point once again for me where I could understand what was going on with my sugar levels. I could see what was happening at night when I was sleeping. I could go on a hike and not worry the whole time of, you know, having to take out my testing kit, prick my finger when I could constantly see this graph of what was happening with my sugars, when I needed more sugar, when I needed less. And I mean, this year was the first time I physically pushed myself with exercise. I mean, I never, ever, ever thought I would ever be able to run a 10 kilometer. And just last week, I achieved that within 10 weeks of training. And that was all thanks to having the knowledge and being backed by the power of, you know, knowing what's going on with your sugar levels. And I think for me, it's lovely that I get to I get to see that. But for me, what about everyone else? I just constantly am thinking about, you know, why do I deserve to live this wonderful life with diabetes? I want that for every South African type 1 diabetic. So I think that's why it's, it's very close to home for me um, and why I really want to push and make noise and keep on fighting until we see a change here.
Give us the website so that people can log on and look at Beat It and also the Everyday Diabetes, but mostly the Beat It and the CGM for All. Where can people find out more information about it? So you can find it on um, Facebook. It's called Beat It. So as you said, B-E-T and then an underscore I-T. And then you can also find us on Instagram at Beat It. And you'll be able to see all the videos and platforms um, from there. You'll be able to see all the entries that we had for that campaign. And, and if, if I remember correctly, you actually had people gift you uh, the sensors, right, for a holiday present. <laughs> yes, I think um, it was such a an experience for my peers, my friends and my family. They could see how uplifted I had become or empowered with my diabetes and how I was living a much healthier, happier life. Um, once I went on that two-week trial and actually over December, I received all my Christmas gifts were basically <laughs> money that had come forward to pay for myself to have the Libre, the Freestyle Libre for a three-month period. And during that time, I managed to reduce my A1C from 9.2 to 7.2 for the first time in my life. So I think it's just it's just incredible what this device can achieve for diabetics. So Kirsten, what advice would you give? Go back to your 16-year-old self, right? You get diagnosed with type 1. And then as you said, mm-hmm. five years later, as you went on to be an adult into college, and all of a sudden you struggled a bit with it. And you've struggled on and off until recently when you basically took it back. You took your power back by writing a letter to your disease. Mm-hmm. But but what what advice would you give either someone who has just been diagnosed with type 1 or their caregiver as they take this these steps in this journey? Mm. So I think this one's a no-brainer for me. I remember actually when I was first diagnosed, my endocrinologist tried to connect me with other type 1s in the community. But at the age of 16, I was like, oh, I'm all fine. Everything's good. Like, I'm great, whatever. You know, I, I, had, I had no fear back then. But as my journey progressed and as I grew older and as I started entering different phases of my life, only then did I realize the importance of community. So if I had to give advice to a newly diagnosed diabetic, I know that it's a huge amount of information overload in the beginning. And I know that it's, you know, you're taking your own time and your own steps and trying to learn about your process with diabetes and self-management. But eventually I would say that, you know, I've learned so much from the online community and just being able to connect with people who know exactly what you're going through and learning from them and their experiences has been a huge plus for me. So that would be my, my greatest piece of advice. Kirsten DeClerc from Cape Town, South Africa. You are motivating. You are living your best life. And for what you've done for the entire community, um, you know, we all say thank you. And for anyone who's interested in it, it's Beat It, B-E-T-E underscore IT on Facebook. Go check it out. See what they're doing. And maybe there's a way to launch that out of the borders of, of South Africa and around the world so that this becomes standard of care for everyone. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for your time. It's been wonderful to speak with you guys. And thank you for all the work that you guys do as well. I mean, Abbott, I always say, like, it's just amazing that there are people out there wanting to make a difference in the lives of type 1 diabetics, and I would say they're doing it 100 times over. So that's a wrap on this edition of Freestyle Life, a podcast brought to you in partnership with Abbott. We want to thank Kirsten for joining us and for all of you as well. If you have ideas for this podcast, questions that you'd love answers to, or guest suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us an email at ideas at freestylelifepodcast.com. We'll talk with you next time. Until then, here's hoping we're all living our best lives.
The views, positions, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily reflect the views of Abbott Laboratories. The views, positions, and opinions represented, as well as any reference to a specific product or entity, do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by Abbott.